Hello, dear friend. Thank you so much for watching and connecting one more time. I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church in Odessa, Texas, and I say hello to you. Thank you for watching and connecting. It is my privilege to share with you God's Word. And once a week, I come to you through this Bible study series. Usually, as you, if you are familiar with these studies, you know that I take a long passage of the Scripture, sometimes it's, it's a full chapter, and I read with you, and we go and explaining what is the interpretation, one interpretation of those passages. This time, it's not, it's not going to be a long reading. It's going to be a very short passage reading, but it has a lot of interpretation. And that is why I want you to know that although it's going to be a profound study, the reading is going to be kind of short. So I'm going to, to grab my, my device here to read with you the um, chapter 17 of the prophet Ezekiel. And uh, I'm going to read initially verse 19 and 20. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Therefore, this is what the Lord God says. As I live, I will bring down on his head my oath that he despised and my covenant that he broke. I will spread my net over him and he will be caught in my snare. I will, I will bring him to Babylon and execute judgment on him there for the treachery he committed against me. How about that? Let me tell you, this, this passage, actually, the, the, whole, the whole chapter 17 is, is very confusing. And, and probably many people don't go and trying to understand many of these things, because even for us preachers and pastors, there are many things that are still confusing. Don't you think that because someone is a pastor or a minister understands entirely everything that the scripture tells us. There are many things that we we still have questions. You know, even as theologians, we study the scripture, we reflect, we consult with other pastors, with our teachers, our mentors in in the school and school ministry and seminaries and all that. And still there are many questions. And imagine <laughs> For, for a person like you, which are you are just a, a regular, average uh, Christian person, you care for the scripture, but but your your job is not necessarily to to search and study profoundly the scriptures. So we don't expect that you will understand everything. That is precisely what we do. We try to give you an interpretation of many passages. So here here's what I want you to know that uh, this chapter 17 of the prophet Ezekiel is talking something about the people of Israel that has to do with Babylon. And uh, in order for, for you to understand this, I, I need to take you uh, into a trip, okay? And uh, this, is, this is what I would like you to think. Israel, the country, God's people, I want you to think that Israel is you. Israel is you, your life. With that in mind, I want you to come into this journey and try to understand from that angle 
what is the application of many of the things that you will find in the Bible? For example, Ezekiel 17. Okay, we understand that there are facts in the history of Israel. There are facts, many things that happened, are happening and will happen to the people of Israel. Many of those things have an application to your life. Understanding that every Christian, every person that devotes to, to live for God becomes the Israel of God, the spiritual Israel of God. From, from that perspective, you can understand better and separate what are historic events and prophecies applied to Israel, the country itself, the people of God, the Jews, and what kind of things are applied to you because there is an analogy. That's why I'm asking you, try to see yourself like Israel, like the story of the Bible. So let's start in Eden. Eden was a perfect place. But what was the thing that created this huge mess in Eden? Disobedience. The Lord created you and made you in such a great way. Almost perfect, you know. There is imperfection in this world, but you were you were made almost perfect with, with many wonderful things and possibilities to, to have a wonderful life to serve God. But what, uh, what, are, what is the thing that destroys that creation, that original plan of God for you? Disobedience. Because the Lord says, I want you to do this and I don't want you to do that. But what is what happens? You go and disobey God. You don't do things the right way. You want to do things your way. You want to experience things. Although you know that this is forbidden, you want to try it. And as a result of that disobedience, we are kicked out of Eden. That, that is the first thing that we see in, in Bible stories, right? The, the, this, the simple fact that there was an Eden and after that, there is a flood. And, and you know, with the flood, which is a tremendous event, we see that in, in your life also there is a need that all evil must die. Only Noah and his family survived the flood because the rest of the people were evil. They, they were pagans. They were against God, against God. Defiantly, they were against the Lord God. Only Noah cared for the Lord. And as a result of that, all evil must die in your life. I hope you understand this. And after that, we see the, the story in the Bible taking us to Egypt, where the Israelites are slaves. And what, what is what that means to you? In your life, that represents that you must left. You have to leave the sinful life. The sinful life, which is the, the, the meaning of Egypt for you, it has to be in the past. You cannot continue living in a sinful life. So you have to, to be set free in a powerful way to move to the next stage in your life, which in the story 
of the people of Israel in the Bible is Canaan, which is what? Is the promised land. A promised land that the Lord has for you. A land that has abundance of everything is a land where the Lord rules. That's your promised land, and you have to conquer that promised land. It's not going to, to be given to you just like that without you fighting against all the enemies, against all those kingdoms, which is, is all kind of evil things against you, and even your own chains, your own frustrations, and all those things. You must overcome all that. You must conquer your promised land where the Lord rules. But what is what happens in the next part of the story of the people of Israel? There is, again, a new slavery. In this case, is with Babylon. And here's where we, we, we find the connection with Ezekiel 17, talking about Babylon and what that has to do with you. Because the, the problem we have is that this particular section, especially the verse that we just read here in verse 19, I want you to read with me again. Therefore, this is what the Lord God says. As I live, I will bring down on his head my oath that he despised and my covenant that he broke. I will spread my net over him and he will be caught in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon and execute judgment on him there for the treasury he committed against me. And that is exactly the problem we have in these days because people don't want to be faithful to the good Lord. That, that, is, the, that is the problem. There is a destruction of the unfaithful. And I will go back there for a second, but I want to read with you now another section here in 17, which is verse 24. Then all the trees of the field will know that I am the Lord. I will bring down the tall tree and make the low tree tall. I cause the green tree to wither and make the withered tree thrive. I, the Lord, have spoken and I will do it. You know, the Lord... The Lord is going to do something in, in the life of Israel, in, the life, in your life. The Lord always does something in you. But if you follow what I was explaining to you about how you go through all these stages to come to a point of a new slavery in Babylon, the main reason why that, that new slavery came to the people of Israel after they conquered the promised land, it is because they broke the covenant. They didn't respect the oath. They just said, I don't want to continue faithful to God. I can manage. Don't, don't we see all that constantly? And probably you have testimonies of that. Maybe you have seen those, those stories. I have. I have seen people that came to the knowledge of the Lord God, you know, going through the whole process, finally being in the promised land with prosperity and being happy and with all kind of good, wonderful things, the promised land where the Lord rules. But suddenly, they started to put their eyes somewhere else and they forgot 
that promise they gave to the Lord. And when that happens, the Lord gets so upset about it. And he says, all right, all right, Israel. You don't want to be faithful to me. This is what I'm going to do with you. I'm going to have you now a slave. And I, want, I, I, I will have you going down to Babylon. Babylon is going to, to be your new master. So you don't want me to be your master, the Lord says. Israel, you don't want me to be the one ruling your life, okay, I'm going to have somebody else ruling your life, but it's not going to be pretty. And the reason why you, Israel, are going in that direction is because you disrespected me, because you broke the oath. You don't want to fulfill your promise to me. You are unfaithful, disloyal. You don't want to do anything for me right now. You just want to please yourself. You know, my friend, sadly, I have seen that happening many times. I even know guys that were pastors. They were serving God with many blessings. And they, they just decided to go in a route that it was the route, the path of destruction. Because the Lord hates that kind of a, uh, behavior from everybody, but especially those who already made a commitment with the Lord. They said, Lord, I'm going to serve you. Lord, I'm going to do great things for you. And I'm going to do whatever you want me to do, Lord. I have seen lives being destroyed because they didn't want to fulfill their promises to the Lord. They forgot about the, the oath about serving God and worshiping God and putting the Lord God as the number one in their lives. And people wonder why so many disasters happen in, in the life of many. It is sad when you realize that perhaps it's you, the one who, you know, through Eden, the flood, Egypt, Canaan, and now you are now a slave in Babylon. Again, again in, in trouble, again in suffering, again in the, the question that, that is in the air is, but why? Why is it? Well, the Lord God is always unhappy with people that are not faithful to Him, especially those who know Him. You know, for those who don't know anything about the Lord, they, they, are, they are in darkness. They live in Egypt. You know, there is no way that they will understand anything about Eden, doing what is wrong, the flood that the evil must die. They don't understand anything about the sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ. They don't understand anything about the work of the Holy Spirit in their heart. They don't have a clue about the importance of the Scripture and reading the Scripture and devoting their lives to God to, to live holy lives. For those who are in darkness, they are in darkness. They are, they are on their way to hell, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it is sad. 
But, but what about those who know the Lord? What about those who are part of the church? What about you, my friend? Are you one of those that are, is, you are a believer, but you are now again in slavery and you just think what's going on? And you know what? It's, it's sad to see that it was the Lord who sent Israel to Babylon. Do you see that? It was not that the Babylon was more powerful than Israel. Because after all, there is nothing more powerful, powerful than God. When the Lord God is with you, you're going to overcome everything. Even if they killed you, it doesn't matter. You are going to keep yourself holy and devoted to the Lord. The issue that we are discussing here is when you make promises to God and you don't fulfill those promises. There is an oath that you don't respect. And then as a result of that, there is Babylon and slavery. How sad is that? And you know what? After that, in the same, in the same chapter, 17, the verse uh, 24, there is where we see the will of God. He says that he will lift up the humble, but also he will bring low the proud one. But he will dry up the green tree, but he will make the dry tree flourish. It's the thing that everyone wonders. Why some people are prospering and some people are the king? Why is it that some lives are going up and up and up and other lives are just going down? What is the secret? What is what is happening? Is it above all the things is God's will. But what is God's will for you, my friend? God's will for you is that you live a holy life, that you respect the covenant, that you are faithful to your promises to God, that you keep the covenant, that you keep dwelling under that pact, that covenant between you and God, that the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit and His Word and the church that represents for you everything, the kingdom, eternity, that the spiritual world, world is, is for real your goal in life. That's why sometimes people are so messed up because they just <laughs> went so wrong in their walk, even knowing God. Is that your case, my friend? Is that your case? Is it possible that, that even though you know the Lord, you are just not walking the right way? Is it possible that you still insist in doing what is wrong? And then there is Babylon. Some people think, well, everything is going well in my life. That's the green tree that Ezekiel 17, 24 speaks about. You know what is what the Lord will do? He will dry up that green tree. Those that feel today that are invincible, they have been blessed by the Lord with many things. Good health, good families, good money, good reputation. Being blessed, a green tree. But 
but suddenly because of something that is wrong inside of them, the Lord says, I'm going to dry up the green tree. Be careful, my friend. And for those who are a dry up tree, if you are a dry tree, if you are even in Babylon, if you are so messed up, there is always an opportunity. The Lord can change everything for you. And it's going to take time. But His pleasure is in forgiving and restoring people. It's His delight to do that for, for His people. Because He loves you. He has no problem in restoring your life. And making the dry tree flourish. He has no problem to bring you from wherever you are down, messed up in slavery, all messed up. He has no problem bringing you from that disaster to a beautiful, blessed life. Through the power of humility. His, his word here in verse 24 says that he will lift up the humble, but he will bring low the proud one. The power of humility my friends, the power of humility. Keep faithful to the Lord. Do what is right. Serve the Lord. Worship Him. Do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. That will change everything for you. Thank you for connecting with us this evening, and I hope that you will continue watching. Feel free to go to our YouTube channel or our Facebook page, go to our website, vchurch.us. You will find tons of material. Put your eyes on the Lord. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will come to you. Good night.